Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to us. Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> hey, uh, welcome to the Poetry Balls. <laughs> so stupid. Welcome to the Poetry Balls podcast with Tola Makonjola. It's the 14th of July. Maybe in the future, if we get there. It's the 14th of January, 2024. Woo! Same shit, different toilet. Uh, <laughs> uh, how was your holiday? I've been away for about three weeks. And I feel relatively rested. I'm back in the grind, you know. Been for about a week now. Although, you, you never really stop. Especially in the digital age, right? You know the holidays you so i was away i was in rome and of course you're away from family and friends while you're with family and friends so of course you have to kind of you're by your phone you're calling you're messaging oh merry christmas oh happy you know hope you eat a lot you know um hope hope you got the present that you desire Hope you got the message I sent you yesterday. All that shit, basically. Um, so, you never really switch off. And you also reflected on the past year. Like, why did I goof so much? <laughs> why did I take shit from that person? Why didn't I go to the gym as much as I could have? I'm not talking about me, by the way. I'm, I'm echoing your inner, your inner monologue. Yeah, so I guess Christmas Christmas was okay. Um, we went to Florence on the twenty seventh, I believe. Um, wonderful city, wonderful city. It's the it's the city that the Medi- that the Medici built, and I, and I love saying that because it's first of all it's true. Second of all. I love the name Medici. It's, it has so much gravitas to it. Um, thirdly, I know a bit about their history. Not just from watching the Netflix uh, series. <laughs> I studied a bit of art in school. And I was like, oh, the Medici were the patrons of Da Vinci and Michelangelo and blah, 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 blah. So they had a lot of influence. They built the city, basically. They were the rulers of the city, as it turns out. Uh, Florence was beautiful. Food is amazing. Like the seasoning of the food is impeccable, and that's what that's what I love about Italy. That like, every region has its own distinct characteristic, right? So apparently, in Florence they season food really well, and it works for them, and it works for me because I enjoy the food. So fantastic. <laughs> Um, the highlight, the absolute highlight for me was the fact that we saw Michelangelo's David. Here's a story. You ready for a story? Right, so we got to the square and we see the fake statue of David. It's, it's beautiful, it's imposing, but it's not the real one and you can tell. Because 
you have that information. I'm not sure whether you can tell in detail. I didn't think you could really tell by just looking at it. But I looked at it and I was like, okay, it's fake. But it's, it, it's, a, it's a statue of David, right? Beautiful square, you know, the two adjacent sculptures on, on, on both sides. And lots of people, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, we had booked the ticket to see the actual David for let's say five o'clock but we got we i think <clears throat> we had gone to a previous museum on the other side of the river i believe and we had to kind of cross over to get some food because we're starving and then go to the museum um to see the academia that's called something academia some dramatic <clears throat> some dramatic italian name that has academia in it. Um, we're meant to go there to see the Statue of David. As it turns out, we arrived at the academia about maybe 30 minutes late because I'm black and my wife is Italian and together you don't... Those two cultures cannot keep time. <laughs> and that's that's terrible because I don't like to be late. Anyway, we get there and they're like, well, sorry, you're 30 minutes late. Um, if you want to see the sculpture, you've got to stand in line, in the regular line, with the peasants, with the scum of the earth. <laughs> anyway, we wait in line. We're like, all right, fine. We're, so we get in line. And it's, a, it's a long line. Maybe 30 minutes, we're in that line. But anyway, as we're standing in line, and we're walking up towards the entrance. Of course, my wife is getting tired. And she's like, oh, should we just go? You know, this is tiring. And I'm like, look, <laughs> I don't say this. I just kind of just kind of stay quiet because I'm tired as well. But in my mind, I'm like, I didn't come all the way to Florence not to see Michelangelo's David. Like, are you kidding me? Like, what's, what's, the, what's the purpose of being here to see Michelangelo's David and we're going to see Michelangelo's David even though I agree that it's tire is a tiring wait it's been a long day of seeing all the historic artifacts as well because that's what Florence is it's like there's <laughs> there's history everywhere and it's all beautiful it's just weird it's just an incredible city priceless everything is priceless you can't you can't put a you can't put a top price tag on it, unless um, you're Saudi Arabia, which where else you can buy anything you want, right? <laughs> Enough about that. Anyway, as we approach the entrance, um, all that feeling of should we be here, should we not be here, starts to slowly dissipate. As we turn into the building. Into the room, I'll call it the room. We turn into the room. We see the sculpture down the hallway. I'll call it the hallway. Or down the room. To the right of us is the bust of Michelangelo. A bronze bust of Michelangelo. It's beautiful. And lining the hallway are sculptures that he has created. 
some most unfinished but still incredibly awe inspiring because you can see where he was going you could studying each of them you can see ah if he had kind of completed this this would have been an incredible work of art if he had completed that one that would have looked incredible he actually had one that was the Peter uh the Peeta <laughs> right so of course obviously anyone who knows about Michelangelo will know that he there's a there's a Peter in St. Peter's Basilica which is Again, you can look at any bit of his uh, of his catalog, his dis- discog- <laughs> discography, <laughs> and say, "Oh, wow, that's that's the greatest work of art ever created." You can see that by the Pieta when you see it. You can see that by the Sistine Chapel when you see it. The um, the Second Coming, you know, goes on and on. Even the the dome of the of St. Peter's Basilica was designed by Michelangelo. So you can say, wow, you can pick one and go, I'll be cool with that if that was my legacy. This guy has all of these. Um, anyway, the Peter, he had a, an unfinished Peter which looked incredible. Unfinished. And it looks incredible. I was like, wow, imagine if he had, well, I didn't say this. Some other guy said it. Some guy that I didn't know. But I heard, I overheard him say it and I'm repeating it because I thought it was a cool thing to say. Like, oh, wow. Imagine if he had completed this. That's that's all he said. It sounded, it sounded cool. It's probably American. So Ameri- anything Americans say sounds cool. They might be idiots, but... <laughs> anyway. And right bang down the hallway or room... Is a statue of David. It is, without a doubt, a shadow down in my mind. As soon as I saw it, as soon as my wife saw it, we're like, you know what? This is the greatest work of art ever created. I, in my mind, there's there's no doubt. There's no when, you, and it's weird how quickly you come to that conclusion because it's not anticipated right there's I, okay so let's talk about the Mona Lisa the Mona Lisa is a, is a is not imposing it's not I don't even call it impressive it's it's got a lot attached to it a lot of historical significance and mythology and artistic bullshit that they attach to a piece of work to make it seem very very important and of course, uh, you go to the you see, you see the Mona Lisa, and you go, I don't really get it. Most people say that. This is the complete opposite, because as I said, we went in there with my wife, going, oh, let's let's kind of go. We saw the fake one, which I didn't agree with, but at the same time, I was also tired. Looking at this work of art. It's the greatest work of art I've ever, ever seen. And I don't think I'll see anything that tops that. And that is crazy to me. On different levels. First of all, the it's clearly the real thing. <laughs> if you put the, both of them side by side, you're like, okay, I can see why that's the fake and that's the real. I don't know why. Maybe it's, maybe it's uh, 
placebo effect. You know it's fake. So you go, okay. You know when you when someone says, "Oh, this is real. This is fake," then your perception of the fake then switches. I'm not a psychologist, but something switches in your mind to go, "Okay, this doesn't have as much value." Perhaps it's the lighting. Perhaps because the room was well lined out, aligned. Like I said, you had the boss of Michelangelo at the start, so that indicates that it's an important room. <laughs> you have the sculptures unfinished on both sides, the works of art. Genius, genius level works of art. And then you see the statue of David right bang in the middle, um, under this dome, uh, transparent dome. The lighting is impeccable, the shadows. So perhaps a lot of the aesthetic beauty contributes to why it looks so impressive. But it's not as though the that light and that light strobes, strobes of light, you know, that doesn't that's not what happened. It's not like the lighting is so fantastic. It's you know, it's it's lit. It's well lit. It just looks incredible. It looks absolutely incredible. The detail on the hands, the imposing look in the eyes, the domineering, almost, I don't want to say intimidating because intimidating is not a positive word, but the sheer scale of this damn thing is just, I'll say it's, <laughs> it's beyond impressive, the size of this thing. Um, from every angle, perfection. As perfect as anything can be in this shitty world. It was beautiful. And I can't stress how much... How... how, how And I can't stress or exaggerate how much I mean that. So... Um, yeah, I mean... It was great. <laughs> Obviously. That was the highlight of, of the holiday for me, just being able to see that work of art. Um, being in Florence was beautiful. Lovely, lovely city. Um, so much history. So much richness of culture. Um, you feel like you're learning, if, even from, from osmosis, right? <laughs> just walking by your building, you feel like, oh, I, I know about Florence and the... 15th century without even reading the book i'm gonna drink a water uh, a bottle of water now so um give me let's see how long did this take me this is taking like three seconds all right let me try <sighs> that was a pointless exercise but i needed to, i needed to drink some water so yeah um from the supplanted to the ridiculous. Um, TikTok. <laughs> um, TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. Um, I was going to say that, you know, there's always... When you think of TikTok, you think of social media, you think of fake news. You think of Donald Trump hacking... Or Donald Trump and the Russians hacking social media accounts or creating some fake social media accounts to propagate... Uh, lies and deception how come i've never seen these videos <laughs> i've never seen these videos 
And I'm not, I couldn't care for the Russians and I could care even less for Donald Trump, but I actually haven't seen these videos. So here's my theory. Here's my theory. I think if you're looking for it, you're going to find it. Like if you type Donald Trump's fake news account, then um, you're likely to find a bunch of stuff that's an opposition to reality. Um, if you type, oh, an account created by Russian spies, <laughs> I mean, whatever, right? Then you're going to get it. I'm saying that if you go looking for particular types of content, you're going to obviously find it because it's accessible. My algorithm is not attuned to uh, fraudulent news. It's, uh, it's attuned to a lot of humor. Some of it is alright, some of it is crap. But a lot of it is just a lot of people trying to entertain. That's what I see on my TikTok and my Instagram feeds. So I I do struggle with the notion that social media I mean, social media is like the eternal boogeyman at this point because, like, oh, like, children have access to all sorts of horrible content, which is true because children are curious and they have access. It's not necessarily presented to them, at least not overwhelmingly. I think, as I said, you look for it, you're going to find it. And kids are curious, so social media is a dangerous place for kids. So I, I give you that. As an adult... <laughs> I mean, I don't give a shit about you. you. You should know better. If if you if you see a deep fake of Donald Trump saying that Obama is a is an ISIS sympathizer, um, then that's what you want to hear. That's what you want to absorb as your reality, and that's your problem. And that makes it less of a social media problem and more of a societal dysfunctional dysfunctional problem <sighs> so yeah I think TikTok and social media um, and Instagram my my account at least are okay if you look at mine they're usually just a bunch of people cracking stupid jokes trying to make people laugh you know not a lot of twerking which is which is good. That I get overbearing. Well, they they snick it in. They snick it in. You know, now and again. You know, like, alright, thank thank you thank you, young lady. <laughs> thank you for the entertainment. Thank you for showcasing your your talents, your skills. So yeah. Um. Again, how do you go from? the greatest work of art to the shittiest technological concept ever perceived. Um, I don't know. They're both part, they're, they're both occupy the same space in, in our world, in the universe, which is planet Earth. So we have to, we have to, we have to navigate them both. Right. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, that's the start of the new year. As I said, I mean, I kind of you have to kind of reflect on what's gone on in the previous year, 
what you can do better. You know, why didn't I go to the gym as much as I could have? Why am I putting up with my shitty boss? Uh, why do I eat 10 biscuits a night? Why can't I sleep well? Why, why are people so miserable? <laughs> it's, never, it's never really positive. I mean, I've just, I mean, you kind of have to, and it's ironic because we always go to the past for, not just for our misery, but also for our fondest memories. Like when you're a kid or um, when you went on that holiday, you know, when you were in your 20s and you had no responsibilities, yada, yada, yada. You know, but even but while you're living through those periods, you're miserable. You're kind of miserable, to some degree. So I I don't know. I don't know. We're, we're weird. We're just weird creatures. And it's only going to get even more so in 2024. It's what it's been two weeks. It's the 14th, literally. We're two weeks in. <laughs> I don't want to say I'm tired yet because that's. That's not a good omen <laughs> for the rest of the year. We've literally just started. But you literally, especially as an adult, you kind of just get thrown right in. And you go, okay, back to it. And before you know it, uh, it's December 2024. And you're like, oh, we need a break. We need this. We need to reflect. We need to switch off. Here's my, here's my little bit of advice, which I don't like to give, but... It's what I is what I believe. So it's not an advice. Tola, what do you think about this? I'll tell you. If you don't take the opportunity during Christmas or any holiday at all to switch off for at least one day, you are gonna regret it. That's that's what I feel. Um, because as much as we want to stay connected, it's even more important to connect with yourself. Wow, that's deep. Oh, Tala, say that again. I can't remember what I said. So that about connecting, <laughs> connecting to yourself. Yeah, it's important to connect to yourself. It's important to switch off and recharge. It's so badly needed. Also, because the holidays are so short, they really are. So they come and go, right? Prior to the holiday beginning you go oh this is gonna be a much needed break you open your eyes and it's over and you spent it twerking on tiktok it's like no don't twerk on tiktok people don't twerk on tiktok do not twerk on tiktok read a book people are now doing yoga no do yoga i mean i'm not gonna do yoga but do yoga You know, well, listen to some music, go for a walk, switch off the phone for a little bit. I'll, okay, here's a hit. Okay, switch it off for an hour. <laughs> Can you give me that? Switch it off for an hour. It makes all the difference. You're like, oh, wow, I can actually, I'm actually a functioning human being without this attachment. Um, yeah. Here's here's what I here's what I want to say that I haven't said yet. If you want to have a good year, 
the most important thing you can hope for is okay. I'll say this two things: you want you want wisdom and you want strength, right? Because shit is gonna come at you, and you need to be strong and you need to be wise in navigating these obstacles. Um. So I wish all my listeners a happy new year for what it's worth. Oh yeah, silly me. Guess what, guys? I published a new book. I published a new book. It's the most important thing I'm going to say on this podcast because it's it's first of all it's my podcast, <laughs> and second of all. I hope it makes me a lot of money because I'm materialistic and don't care about anything beyond that. And if you believe that, then you don't understand humor, and that's okay. I I, I don't mind. It's it's all right. What's the big deal? What's the big deal? It's fine. No, no, no. I published a new book, and it's called Dad Jokes: Eye Rollers and Side Splitters. I've got about one hundred and seventy jokes in there. Dad jokes, so, <laughs> and as the title suggests, you're gonna roll your eyes at some of them, and you're gonna laugh out loud at a bunch of them, because that's what dad jokes. That's what da- dad jokes are. So it's now on Amazon. I designed the cover myself, wrote the jokes myself. I didn't steal any, and if I did, I probably stole one. Cause it was so good, but I can't. I can't. To be honest, I don't know which one it was. But um, I wrote all the jokes. I illustrated it myself, and I published it myself. And it's on Amazon for eleven ninety nine. So, 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 so. If you want to be the funniest bloke, or or. <coughs> Tell us, stay focused. If you want to be the funniest lad or lass in the room, or the most irritating lad or lass in the room, then get yourself a copy. Go to an event. Whip it out. Hey. Uh, whip it out and crack a joke. If you're on the toilet, whip it out and wipe your... <laughs> And pull out your phone, pull out the book. Say to yourself, who can I annoy today? I'm going to annoy Ben. I'm going to annoy Sylvia. I'm going to annoy my Nigerian friends. All of them, all one million, one million, one million of them. And I'm going to send these jokes to them. And they're going to either either roll their eyes or laugh out loud. Either way, son. Either way, son. Buy the book. Buy the book. It's eleven nine 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 on uh, Amazon. It's. I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it. Um, I'm going to do a, a book lunch in February. Um, so I'm going to keep you guys posted about that. I'm going to try to keep it relatively small, but also effective. Effective as in I want to sell some books, but also want to have people have a good time as well. So that's the idea. Um, That's it. That's it, son. That's it. That's it.
Dad jokes, eye rolls, and side splitters. Get yours now. <sighs> okay, that's okay. Are we done? Cool. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Have a brilliant week, won't ya? Enjoy yourselves and enjoy, enjoy yourselves this week and be pro- uh, be productive. And uh, yeah, I'll catch you on the next uh, episode. Uh, Peace.